Grab your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter number 28. Matthew chapter number 28. I want to, you go ahead and be seated. You go ahead and be seated. Y'all been standing a long time. I know that's what you're waiting on. I, I go to church too. I know how it is. Amen. Uh, how many of y'all remember, how many of y'all remember two weeks ago, uh, I was, I was flying out right after the, the, the services to preach in North Carolina and I asked y'all to pray for me and pray for that flight. How many of y'all remember that? Raise your hand. Some of y'all didn't understand the assignment. Lord have mercy. The man landed the plane. We, we loaded up. We, 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 I got out there and still had my, my, my suit on and everything. And, and, uh, boy, it was hot in that plane. Didn't have no air conditioning. Little singles, little, little, did I mention little single engine plane filled it up. He said, I, I, I went through a lot of storms. I used up a lot of fuel. We're going to have to get some fuel. I said, fill her to the rim. If you don't have a card. I got one fill her up. Amen. Then the plane wouldn't crank. <sighs> Tammy texted me. She was sitting there in the parking lot waiting for me to take off. She wanted to watch us take off. She said, what's going on? I said, the plane won't crank. She said, what? <laughs> but either. <laughs> oh, boy. But we got there and, and, uh, and had, a, had a great, great meeting teaching them how to share their story. Was able to go to Fats Restaurant after the church service. And uh, we were able to meet a, a, a waitress named Jessica, and I shared my story with Jessica, shared God's story, and Jessica received Christ as her Savior that Sunday night. Can we give God praise right there? That right there, my friend, was worth the trip all by itself, all by itself. Last week, uh, I, I, I've been informed that Andrew knocked it out the park last week. Yes, great job. It is, it is really a cool thing to know that I don't have nothing to worry about when I leave, that we've got good qualified people who can get the job done. Amen. And so I thank God for that. And now look in Matthew chapter number 28 in verse number 18, verse number 18. Did anybody, did anybody get some of that? At, was it tea or coffee? Uh, tea? Chai tea. Did anybody try the, the, the Tanzanian chai tea? Anybody raise your hand? Three people tried it. Boy, I tell you, y'all ain't very adventurous in here. Amen. Now on your way out, on your way out, make sure and stop by and try that tea uh, from Tanzania. Uh, most of y'all know Brother Micah and, and uh, uh, Brother Dustin. We, we, they, and I've been long back from Tanzania uh, to check on our churches that we are planting over there and uh, had a good report. And it's just something to uh, let you get a taste of the culture there. Amen. <laughs> Listen, Memorial Day ain't till tomorrow, y'all. You are not off the clock. We in church. Say amen. All right, here we go. Matthew 28, verse number 18. Verse number 18. Are you ready? Let's read. And Jesus came. Now this is right before, this is right before Jesus goes back into heaven. Uh, these are some of his last words uh, to his disciples. And he says this. He came and spake and said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. What's that next word? Oh, everybody say it with me. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. The word teach there means to disciple or make a disciple 
So he's saying, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. What's that word? Amen. Now, if you have your notes out, if you have your notes out, I want you to look at your notes at the top. It's Acts 1-8. If you don't have your notes, just, just turn to Acts 1-8 or they may have it on the screen here. Acts 1-8. This is, this is in the same time, time frame, same context. Uh, Jesus is fixing to go back into heaven uh, and he is given last words to his disciples. So along with, go make disciples of all nations. Say that with me. Everybody say it. Now, now watch what he says in Acts 1, 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be, everybody say it, fair of you, say it real loud so I can hear you over here in Coleman. All right, you ready? Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your blessings, your mercy. Thank you for this crowd. Lord, this is a big crowd for Memorial Day weekend, and I'm so glad they're faithful. I'm so glad they're committed to be in your house and to to hear your word and learn and grow and develop. And God, I pray that you'll help us today. Use your word today. Use it to to challenge us. Lord, use it to, to convict us. Use it to inspire us, Lord, I pray. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. Don't let me forget anything I should uh, Lord, completely control my words by the power of the Holy Spirit. God will thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. 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 I want to I share just a little study with you that really bothered me. It really bothered me. We, we, are, uh, uh, we, we have, we have, and, what, and what's, the name of the, what's the name of the title? Look at your title. What's the name of the title? Everybody say it with me. The divine assignment of the church. Uh, I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid by tradition and as time has passed over the years from the time uh, Jesus started his church and Jesus commissioned his church. I'm afraid that there's been so many things added on to what people think the church is supposed to do. I mean, we, 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 we have uh, programs for this and we have programs for that. And we try to get this done in the world and this done in the community. And we think the church is here uh, uh, for weddings or we think the church is here for funerals or we think uh, the church is here for this fellowship area. And all, and all those things are great. And, I, and listen, I, I, I'm not against any program any church has unless they're so busy doing all these programs that they're not fulfilling the one assignment that God gave the church. God gave us one assignment and it's the most important assignment. And I'm afraid it's the most neglected assignment. We call it the great commission. It's found in Matthew 28, the great commission. Say that with me. I'm afraid the great commission has become the great omission. We've omitted it. We, 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 we are ignoring it. We are not obeying it. And it was the main thing, the main thing. You say, preacher, I, I think you're just being a little hysterical. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Let me read you a new study by Barner Research. 
Barner Research is a research group that, that studies church and church growth and, and, and church activity and all that kind of thing. And this is what they come up with. <clears throat> they found a troubling lack of awareness of the Great Commission. Not only do half, 51%, do you understand that number? 51% say, this is of, of, of professing Christians, 51% say they have never heard the phrase, the Great Commission. I can't even fathom that. How can you be in, anyway, anyway, 51% say they've never heard the phrase, the Great Commission. 25% say they've never heard of it or say they have heard of it, but they can't remember what it means. Fewer than one in five, which is 17%, say they have heard of the Great Commission and know what it means. When given a list of five verses containing prominent words of Jesus, 37% could pick out the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. A third, 33%, still said they weren't sure if any of those verses were it. And 16% chose the great commandment. What's the great commandment? Matthew 22, that is, you shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind and love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the great command. Now, the great command and the great commission is two different things. Now, you ask people, and, and so what, what he's saying here, are people are confusing People are confusing the great commission with the great command. They say, what is the most important thing you can do? Oh, love, love God and love my neighbor. But what is your responsibility? What is your job? What is your assignment? What is your assignment? Now let's keep reading. They've summarized it. Love God and love others. Among the generations, elders, elders defined by Barna as those born prior to 1946, are most likely to say they know what it is, 29%. Smaller percentages, baby boomers, 26%. Generation X is 17%. Say they have heard of and know the Great Commission, and only 10% of millennials say the same. And we wonder why the church is dying or plateaued in America. We don't, listen, now, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. This, this, I, I read this articles, and this just makes me want to rip pastors up and down uh, from, one, from sea to shining sea. I want to go into every church. I wanted to go into every place and tell them, what are you doing? But I'm going to give them a little benefit of the doubt because we have made announcements in here six weeks straight, come to the point and without fail, somebody says, well, I didn't know. Uh-huh. Y'all don't get all quiet now. Am I right? Sometimes we hear what we want to hear. Now, so everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. There's not one of them one to check. You ain't checking out on me today. Now, this is very, very important. After this day is over, you will not be caught in this percentage. Somebody say Amen. I want everybody to know what our assignment is. If we get anything wrong, I don't want it to be the assignment. If we get the songs wrong, if we get the, the color of the carpet wrong, if we, if we get, listen, the programs we have wrong, I, I, it doesn't matter if we got our assignment right. We need to know our assignment. We need to know our assignment. Number one, here's, here's what I want to do. And by the way, by the way, we're, we, we're, we're, we're good. 
We're good because at the end of this, at the end of this, it's not in your notes, but I'm going to give you an up-to-date record or an up-to-date report on how we're doing with our assignment. Okay. So if everybody's excited about that, say amen. amen. All right. Number one, the responsibility of our assignment. What is in detail exactly our assignment, the responsibility of our assignment? First of all, first of all, if you're writing notes down, write this down. The number one assignment, the number one responsibility we have in our assignment is the propagation of the gospel message. The propagation of the gospel message. The word propagation means the act of widely spreading and promoting an idea or belief. Now, in in very basic terms, what is the job of the church? To get the gospel to every creature. Every creature needs to know that Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around, Jesus saves. Are y'all with me? That's our assignment. That's our job. Our neighbors need to know. The community needs to know. Listen, our nation needs to know. People in Africa need to know. People in Germany need to know. People in the Sudan need to know. People in, 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 in Muslim countries need to know. People in Hindu countries need to know. This whole world, the Bible says every creature needs to know who Jesus is. Not only do they need to know who God is, they need to know what God has done for them. Amen. The propagation of the gospel. That's our assignment. Get the gospel to every creature. It says in Mark, every creature. It says in Matthew, all nations, all nations. It's not just Coleman. It's not, and we'll get to that in a minute. All right. The propagation of the gospel. Say that with me. Our, our main responsibility in our assignment, A, is the the propagation of the gospel message. Okay. B write this down. The preparation of the disciple maker, the preparation of the disciple maker. Now, now the Bible says that the great commission here in Matthew 28, he says, he says, go say that word with me. Go, go ye therefore, go ye therefore and teach all nations. We know the word teach means what? Make disciples. Say that with me. It means make disciples, disciples, right? Now, here's what's happened. Here's what's happened over the years. Tradition, uh, a a, a lack of taking seriously our responsibility, whatever it means, the American church, we have have kind of switched things. We have kind of switched things from what God said to do. God said, go. Say that with me. God said, go go. But what the church has done is we've, we've, we've built buildings and we've built edifices and we've, we've done everything we could to make it pretty and make it attractive and, and make people want to come. I mean, some churches look like six flags over Jesus say, amen. And they build this and they open the doors and say, okay, all y'all. Am I right? All y'all come. So we've substituted going for coming. We'll say, if we build it, they will come. We're watching too much TV. How many of y'all figured out that's not true? Do you realize brother Scott, 43%, 43% of our population in Coleman County will never walk through the doors of this church, no matter what we put on, no matter what event we have, no matter what kind of program 
we advertise. 43%. So that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal if all we do is say, hey, y'all. But it's not really that big a deal if we'll obey the command of God and say, we all need to go. We all need to go. So it's not the seating capacity in a building that makes it successful. It's the sending capacity. All right. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. It's not the. Come on, everybody. Y'all get with me. Hey, listen, listen. Now, I've done them in several churches in the last few weeks and they don't understand the response. Okay, and y'all done. Y'all been in here long enough. Y'all know how this works. Okay, and the faster y'all get with me, the faster I'll get done. All right. It's not the seating capacity. It's the sending capacity. Now, here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal. I met I met with uh, 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 the week before last. I met with about nine pastors. Uh, this past Saturday, I met with about eight pastors, and and this is what I did. I sat at a table with them. They're all around. They're they're wanting help. They're wanting uh, uh, to learn more about disciple making. Learn more about winning people to Christ. Learn more about how to build their churches and all. And I sat with them, and I said, first of all, before I start talking, I said, tell me a little bit about yourself. And almost without fail, almost without fail, every single one of them tagged on to their identity, how many they were running and and how they, where they had grown from the time they began. In other words, we have created a system. We've created an environment in the American church where your identity of success is derived by how many people you got sitting in the pew. You know what? That's, that's, that's just not, that's not biblical. Do we want people sitting in there? Yes, sir. I see an empty chair and it just ticks me off. I don't want one single empty chair in here. I want every chair filled because every chair filled means that there's that many more people that have an opportunity to hear the gospel or to be trained to go send out to win more people. I need a witness. But here's the thing. If we have every single chair in this room filled, but nobody is going out of here through those doors to tell people what they heard in here, I have failed. It's not about getting a crowd. They have crowds at rock concerts. They have crowds at a soccer game. Are y'all with me? Are we making disciples? Are we sending people who will share what Jesus has done? Who will share their story? Who will go to Walmart and share it? Who will go to the restaurant and share it? Who will tell somebody about who Jesus is? It's our job. That's our assignment to prepare a disciple maker, not somebody that goes to church. A lot of times, a lot of times pastors have a wrong definition of what a disciple is. When I, when they call and ask for help and I sit down with them, I say, okay, tell me your definition of a disciple. And when they get through describing their definition of a disciple, basically it's just a good church member that gives, but that's not a disciple. There were, there were three men fishing, Peter, James, and John. They're fishing. Jesus comes and says, what? Everybody say it. Follow me and I'll make you a good church member. You will show up on time. You might bring your Bible every now and then and you'll give an offering. That's not what he said, did he? He said, why don't y'all and I will make you. So can we actually say we're obedient disciples if we're not fishing? 
for men. Okay? So we got to develop, we got to encourage, and we've got to teach each other, let's go fishing. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. We'll get to that. Man, y'all are enjoying it. Y'all are enjoying this about like the last two churches I've been preaching in. You know why? Because sometimes it's convicting when we hadn't been fishing. Our assignment is the propagation of the gospel message. Our assignment is the preparation of disciple makers. The Bible says, Matthew 28, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. What did he command the disciples? Go fishing for men. And we're supposed to be teaching that. Second Timothy 2, 2, Paul is telling Timothy, he said, the things which thou hast heard of me. So Paul is teaching Timothy, the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. So then, so then uh, Timothy is supposed to find faithful men and teach them what Paul taught him. And then those faithful men will teach others also. That's it. That's it. Now watch this. C, write this down. The responsibility of our assignment, the propagation of the gospel message, the preparation of the disciple maker, and the provision for the church planner. We're supposed to be supporting church planners across the world. Thank God we are. Amen. Watch what it says in Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 14. <clears throat> Notwithstanding, this is Paul speaking back to the church at Philippi. Notwithstanding, ye have, come on everybody, ye have well done. He said, you've done well. You've done well. What did they do well in? That ye did communicate with my affliction. That means they gave an offering. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, in other words, the beginning of his his, uh, missionary journeys, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again under my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire what? Fruit that may abound to your account. In other words, the, the, the church at Philippi was sending offerings to Paul to help him plant churches and help him win souls and help him disciple people. And he said, because of that, you have done well. And listen, our job, our job is the propagation of the gospel message. Our job here at Temple is to train disciple makers. Our job at Temple is to send out missionaries and support the, 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 the vision and the goal that was started by the apostle, actually started by Christ, but was fulfilled through the apostle Paul. And that is to plant churches in all of the world and all of God's people say it. That's our responsibility. That's our job. Biblically speaking, you, you, you can, you can, you can take out, you can take out most, most, and I hate to say this, you can take out almost 80 to 90% of the things that the modern church is doing in this country and take it completely away and say, this is our responsibility. But I have, I'm telling you guys, I have met with pastors, sat down with pastors and I've explained to them the assignment. I have shown them verse by verse our responsibility. 
And that one day we're going to be held accountable for our assignment. And this is, this is a common response. This is a common response. Well, I've got this, 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 and this, and this, 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 and this at the church. I have to do, they expect me to do. I said, but that's not your assignment. We've got to get serious about our assignment. Number two, number two. And by the way, that was the last time they met with me when I told them that. Resource for our assignment. This is a pretty big assignment. It's a pretty, pretty big assignment. But I'm glad we're not in it alone. Now, back in, back in Matthew, back in Matthew, back in Matthew 28. I love this. I love this. We'll, we'll get back to Acts 1.8, but, but look here what it says in Matthew 28. And Jesus came and spake unto them. This is what he said. All power is given unto me in and in. Now watch this. Watch this. Go ye. What's that next word? Therefore. Therefore. Now y'all know. We know what that means. That means if you see a therefore, you need to go back and read the verse before it to find what is there for. Right? Therefore is there. And he is saying, because I, I have the authority I have the power in heaven, but also in the, you go, you go because I am all powerful. I need you to go. I don't you, I don't want you to worry about the ability. I don't want you to worry about the resources. I don't want you to worry about how you're going to get it done. I just want you to watch this. Watch this. Acts 1, 8. But ye shall receive power. That's the word dunamis. It's, it's, the, it's the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get our English word dynamo and dynamite and dynamic. Somebody say amen. He says, I'm going to give you power. When? After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So after the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, the Holy Ghost came and dwelt among the believer. Now we are going into this world and we have a God who has all power. We have a God who has all might. We have a God who's come and indwelled in us. And it says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the And so we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear. We don't have to doubt. We don't have to worry. We can go in confidence because we have a resource that this world doesn't have. We're not going alone. When you go, you have help. When you go, you have support. When you go, you have backup. And it's the Holy Spirit that goes with us. Say amen. Now watch this. Because of that, how many of y'all have figured this out? How many of y'all have figured this out? You've tried to share your faith or you've tried to share the gospel and you've realized that you can't do that by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. So we know this resource is incredibly important. We know this resource is incredibly important. So two things I want you to write down. Knowing that the Holy Ghost, knowing that the Holy Ghost is our, our resource. First of all, I want you to see the importance of prayer. The importance of prayer. Now I'm fixing to show you some, some numbers and some reports that really we need to praise God for. And I thank God for Temple Baptist Church and what they're doing. 
But I think this one thing is here is one thing God has really convicted me about that I don't think we're doing enough of right now. And getting really serious in prayer. Because if we're going to do what we're trying to do, we're trying. Trust me, I'm going to show you in just a minute. We're, we're going after it just as hard as we can. But we, we cannot make the mistake of trying to do it without God. Even in Acts 1-8, before, we, before you get to verse number 8, he said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the, the promise of the Father, which is talking about the Holy Spirit. Even God told him, don't try to do this on your own. Don't try to do this without the power of God. Don't try to lead. Cesar, don't try to lead and help us win Hispanics for Christ. Don't try to do it without God. Don't try to do it in your own intellect. Don't try to do it in your own ability. Don't try to win your friends and family with what you think you have. We have to have God. We have to have the Holy Spirit. So with that in mind, we need to pray. The Bible says in Acts 4, 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Say it with me. And they, they spake the word of God with boldness. When? When they were touched by the Holy Ghost, but it was after they had prayed. Oh, preacher, I've got loved ones I want to see saved. Have you prayed for them? I mean, seriously, legit, prayed for them. Listen, thinking about them during the day is not praying for them. Have you prayed for them? Have you prayed for Bob lately? How many of y'all even remember what Bob was? Raise your hand. I want to see it. Don't lie in church. You'll get indigestion after church. We pray for Bob. Be a burden. Say it with me. We pray for a, a burden. O means Opportunity. God give us an opportunity. B means boldness. We ask God for a burden, opportunity, and boldness. And all God's people said, I'm so proud of you. You did remember. Amen. Amen. So we see when it comes to our resource to get the assignment done, prayer is of utmost importance. Can we all agree on that? Prayer. We, we know... <clears throat> I got to hurry. We, we know that the disciples, the early church got the gospel from Jerusalem all the way to Rome, which really consisted of the uttermost parts of the world in a very short period of time. They were known for sharing the gospel. When, when persecution came, the Bible says they went everywhere preaching Jesus, not the apostles. They stayed in Jerusalem, but the people who were one to Christ, they went out telling everybody about Jesus. So it wasn't it, we, we see over and over again, them sharing their story, them sharing about Christ. But man, we can find over and over and over again in the book of Acts where they prayed. They were people of prayer. And so we need to, we need to get serious about our prayer. Then, then B, knowing that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is our resource. We see the importance of prayer, but then we see the importance of purity. Purity. Look what it says in Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Some of y'all need to watch your mouth. Need to watch what you say. And I don't mean just cuss words either. I mean corrupt communication, gossiping, running people down. 
Let no corrupt com- communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of, that means building up. So if what you got to say is not building somebody up, keep your mouth shut. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. Watch this now. And grieve. Say it with me. And grieve. grieve. The word of grieve means to offend or displease. It means we can grieve the Holy Spirit by what we're saying. Whereby you're sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with, from you with all malice. And be ye. Uh-oh. Man, I'm losing you. Help me. And be ye. Kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another. You want to deal with that bitterness, wrath, and anger? Forgive them. You see, all of that is byproduct. Brother John, that's just byproducts of unforgiveness. He said, Be tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. 1 Thessalonians 5 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. What's that next word? Quench. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. So two words, two words we find. We can, we can grieve the Holy Ghost and we can quench the Holy Ghost. The word quench means to repress. It, 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 look, look what it says. It means to stifle, to quiet. If there is anything a disciple maker needs, it's the Holy Ghost. And if there's anything a church needs, it's the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And if there's anything we don't ever need to do, is grieve or quench the Holy Spirit. So we need to come to Christ on a regular basis and do like David said, and search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. Renew in me a right spirit, O God, David said. Our resource is the Holy Spirit. He's going to give us power. He's going to give us the words to say. He's going to give us boldness. He's going to give us an unction. He's going to create opportunities for us to share our faith. So we need to pray. And we need to behave. We need to pray. And we need to behave. Number three, here's the realm of our assignment. Here's the realm of our assignment. I'm going to go quickly. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be. Everybody say it. Ye shall be witnesses. witnesses. Say it with me. And ye shall be. All right. Now I need everybody look at me. We're going to do a survey. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Jason, can you see me from way back there? All right, back row Baptist, I'm telling you what. Here we go. Everybody look, all right. Now, if you're saved, if you're saved, born again, child of God, names on, on the land book of life, you know you're going to heaven. Raise your hand real high, real high. Let me see it, real high. Up, up top, let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, all right, put your hand down, put your hand down. All right, how many of y'all were there when it happened? Some of y'all wasn't there when it happened? Then where was you? All right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. How many of y'all are saved and you know it? Okay, put them down, put them down. How many of y'all were there when it happened? You know what that means? You are an eyewitness. You're an eyewitness. And the Bible says 
that we're supposed to be eyewitnesses of what Jesus has done for us. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you told somebody what happened? Because that is our, come on, assignment. Now, where are we supposed to do that? Where are we supposed to do that? Well, Acts 1.8. First of all, he says, you shall be witnessing to me in Jerusalem. So that is locally. Write that down. Write that down. Now, keep in mind. This is the realm of our assignment. This is the realm of our assignment, the local church, you and me, me and you, all of us together, Temple Baptist Church, right? We're supposed to affect, now what would be Jerusalem for us? It'd be Coleman, right? So we're supposed to go out into Coleman and be witnesses. We're supposed to go out. Uh, I met, I met Rob at Berkeley Bob's yesterday or the day before yesterday. Got one of them, got one of them, uh, frozen hot chocolates, man. See, there's a danger right there. I mean, it's a danger getting one of them things. I'm going to warn you right ahead of time because them things taste so good and you want to suck the bottom out of that cup, but it'll freeze your brain. And you, you, you just can't help it because you just keep drinking it and you just keep taking it because it tastes so good. But then you know what's fixing to happen and then, and then everything goes out. <laughs> but I was in there and I said, hey, man, what's your name? He said, my name's Robin. And, and I told him my name and I shared my, shared my, my story track with him. And, and, uh, and, and, and listen, that's locally. Listen, I shared it at Wendy's and shared it at the pool place. Listen, everywhere you go, we're to, we're to be witnesses. We're to be witnesses. Now, that's our, main, that's our main gig right now, guys. We're supposed to be sharing our story, our faith, with people right here in Coleman. That's our Jerusalem. That is A, that is locally. Then the Bible says Judea and Samaria. That's the rest of the country. That's the rest of the country. That is nationally. Nationally, we're supposed to share our story and, 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 and be witnesses and, 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 and make disciples, not just locally, but we have a responsibility where nationally, the rest of the country, the rest of the country. And then we have a responsibility said to the uttermost part of the earth. That is globally, write that word down. Globally. Now, see, that right there, that right there, all you critics in here, i tell you what, I don't think we need to send money across the ocean. We need to take care of our own. Well, that's not biblical. That's not biblical. It, with that attitude, you've totally missed the Great Commission. Because the Great Commission says, go, now, don't, now, don't be closing up. I'm fixing to give you something you can write down. There's a big space down there. I seen you. I seen you. Listen, listen, our job is not just Coleman. It says, ye shall be witness me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part. So we right here at Temple Baptist Church on the corner of Campground Road and 157, we have a responsibility A, locally. We have a responsibility B, nationally. We have a responsibility C, globally. Now, now that we know our assignment, now that we're clear on our assignment, are we clear? Everybody, are we clear? No question. There's no question. You can't argue with scripture. 
We have a job to share Jesus globally, nationally, and locally. Locally, nationally, and globally. That's our responsibility. Now, here's what I want you to do. If you want to write this down, you can. But I want to give you an update how we do it. I want to give you an update how we're doing. Locally. Locally. And you can give God praise and glory in just a second. Locally. How are we doing with our assignment? In the last five celebration Sundays, we have been able to baptize 106 different people. We, ho, ho, ho. Over 7,000. Say that with me. Over 7,000. My story tracks have gone out. People sharing their story in God's story. We've been able to plant 25 micro churches with people out of that 43%. You remember that 43% that we'll never, ever come in this building. We're reaching them with those micro churches. 25 different micro churches have been planted so far locally. 74 Timothys right here from Temple Baptist. You say, what's a Timothy? Is somebody being trained to go out and win people and disciple them. Okay. We have 74 Timothy's right now in training to go out and win people, train them and disciple them locally. 106 baptism over 7,000. My story tracks have gone out. 25 micro churches have been planted. 74 Timothy's are being trained to go and do this. Can we give God praise and glory? That is what we're doing. Come on, everybody. That is what we're doing locally. Now, is it enough? No, no. What's, what's 43% of 88,000? Ain't nobody got a calculator. 43% of 88,000. Somebody get a calculator. Come on, Willie. 43% of 88,000. Does anybody a fair of you got a calculator? We can 43% of 88,000. Say it again. 60,000, 50,000. Give me that one person. Give me that number. 37,000. 50, 37,050 people will never walk into a church, any church. We got work to do. We got work to do. Oh, but there's a tons of churches. What different? I don't care if there's 5,000 churches, if they won't walk in them. The Bible didn't say y'all. It said you and all God's people say it. So we're doing a good job, guys. We're doing a good job. I'm so proud of you. I'm telling you, I'm proud of what you're doing locally, but we got work to do. And all God's people say it. Nationally, nationally. Most of y'all know we've really been working on this Mission America. Uh, How long ago was the project Mission America? Two years. Two years ago, we started Mission America. We raised the funds to get that kicked off. And so far, right now, We are in 22 states now, 22 states, 195 salvations have taken place. 73 micro churches have started in, in places where there are no churches in our country. It's kind of hard to believe, but that, that, that is a fact. 423 Timothys are being trained to go share their story, share God's story, win people to Christ 
and train them in this country. Listen, can we give God praise and glory right now? Nationally. Listen, this is from you guys. This is from you. We're doing is we're reaching these pastors and we're doing uh, training with these pastors over Zoom calls. We're going to see them. I, that, that's what I was doing last week. That's what I was doing last week. Guys, I promise you, if I'm not here, I'm preaching somewhere, encouraging people, training them how to tell their story or getting them involved in Mission America. And you are giving us the ability to do that. This is you. This is, you are responsible for this. I want, I'm trying to tell you, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Locally, nationally, globally. Watch this now. Watch this. Just with Temple, just with Temple, not our partners TTI, but just with Temple. Last year, we were able to plant 2,225 churches in unreached people groups. That means places in the world, places in the world where there are no churches. Places in the world where the villages or the cities are all Muslim or all Hindu. There is no church there. And you were able, because of your giving, because of your support, because of your work, 2,225 churches planted in unreached people groups. Can we give God praise and glory there? Now, with our partners, TTI, this is with all of TTI, okay? This is all of TTI in the very first quarter, meaning the first three months, okay? TTI has been able to plant 7,333 new churches and have seen 96,660 new believers just in the first quarter. Can we give God praise and glory? Listen, this is, this is where Micah and, and Dustin went just a couple weeks ago. We don't give out money and just say, hey, let's just trust them. We go confirm it. We go, look, are these, are these churches being planted? Are these, is this a real deal? This is, listen, guys, God is blessing temple in an incredible way. And I can say this. I can say this. Everybody look at me. We're almost done. I done went way too far over, but look at me. I can say this without question. You understood the assignment. You are accomplishing what God has called us to do. And I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I love you with all of my heart. And I thank you for what you're doing. But I don't want you to give up and I don't want you to slow down. And listen, we are running out of time. I believe with all of my heart, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Let's keep fulfilling our assignment. Let's keep fulfilling it locally. Let's keep fulfilling it nationally. Let's keep fulfilling it globally. Because one day, guys, because of what you're doing right now, because of your support and your work and your labor and your effort, here at Temple Baptist Church, guys, we're going to walk into the kingdom and he's going to look down at us and say, well done. And I promise you that that one phrase coming from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ will be worth it all. Can we give God praise and glory in his house? Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Fairview, I want you to stand out there. We're going to pray. And here's going to be our prayer today. That we finish our assignment. We don't quit. 
We finish our assignment. We keep on keeping on till Jesus comes. And guys out there at Fairview, I want you to understand we need to, we need to learn how to share our story. We got a responsibility locally. Let's get it done. Let's all work together to accomplish the great commission and all God's people say it.